0: Talk shoes. recorded live welcome to the John and Paul radio show brought to you by adventuresinministry.com located right there on the website adventuresinministry.com where we have all the free resources the songbook the virtual songbook uh, the app and um, all the, the AIM series from last year and this year, and uh, so many things, so many opportunities um, in ministry. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by my good buddy, John Podine. Uh,
1: John, how's it going today? It is going great, Paul. You know, we are, this is our, back our third week getting back into the podcast for the school year. And, and, uh, you know everything's going well surviving so far and and Paul I I do got to say this I do got to kind of start this off cuz you know when we talked this morning I didn't bring it up um how are you surviving from last night
0: um I am uh I'm making it I'm not happy but I, I'm making it and um in case you're wondering uh John is referring to the um the bashing of Cam Newton's helmet uh, from the Broncos <laughs> last night. Um, it's funny because they had no trouble throwing the flags when um, when the, the Carolina Panthers um, didn't do something wrong. But, boy, when, when the Broncos went um, helmet
1: to helmet, they had a hard time pulling that out of the pocket, I noticed. Um, they also, uh, I thought I did think about you yesterday as I was driving to Atlanta and listening to their local sports show, and they were they were saying, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if Carolina loses and I was like, Oh, I'm glad Paul's not listening to this right now. And then yeah. uh sure enough it
0: happened. I knew it'd be close. Um I did man. And here's the deal. This shows the power of the the freezing the kicker timeout. It does. It shows the power it does. Because, everybody always um, wonders
1: why you do that.
0: Yeah, Graham Gano. I mean he made the first one. Um and then do it again and he overcompensated is what happened cuz it, it was really close to the left uh and and uh, no it was really close to the right and so uh, he went too far to the left and um it just overcompensated way too much so it's, it's a shame yes but you know they will survive and,
1: and they will win survive more games. you will live another day that's right that's right hey but we'll have a lot to talk about this later on in the show especially with sports you're be one you will you're one happy person today living off of last week i'm i'm assuming though besides Last night's debacle of Cam Newton's head. Yeah, yeah, that was rough. Uh, And I don't know. Did you see the um,
0: the news report? Uh, His response. No, Uh, he even said he actually liked that um, uh, referee crew. Uh, He said they do a good job. He said it wasn't about them. Uh, He was very showed a lot of humility. I think he learned a lot from the Super Bowl. Um, And I told Stephanie last night. Of course, we were just so mad. The game's over. So mad. As I looked at Stephanie and I said, you know what he should do? He should go in that interview and say, man, I'm on top of the world. I love you people. Give me some questions. <laughs> Let's talk about the football. <laughs> you know? I mean, if I was here, that's exactly what I would have done. Like, is this what y'all wanted? Y'all want to be all happy-go-lucky? You know, Stinking people.
1: That's funny. <laughs> that is
0: funny. Uh, it's crazy. Hey, but today, uh, John, we got a lot of things to talk about. We have um, uh, Tyler Brasfield going to be with us. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, we're excited to have him with us. He's our Apple um, extraordinaire. We uh, I'm, do I'm this ex- every year. We get to have that update on what's happening new with uh, with uh, with Apple. And uh, we have the, the new Apple Watch uh, is going to uh, the announcement of that, the new phone. Uh, I, and even I'm, Mario is coming.
1: Huh? I, I'm excited. I just got to say this. I know Tyler's already on the line. I, I need Tyler to sell me on this iPhone 7. I'm due. My my and t next plan ends next month and and uh you know i've done everything i'm supposed to do so i mean i'm i'm ready for an upgrade i need tyler to sell me on the new South. yeah and uh let me say this too uh
0: tyler is an app maker extraordinaire but he's also the youth minister at the french Church of christ uh, just north of that Amarillo. Is. and um he's uh if you follow him if you don't follow him you need to the the vacation bible schools that that he conducts where he is and and other extra things he does, man, he's just got a, he's got a great imagination and really puts ministry, um, puts it into practice there and really benefits the church there and to the brotherhood. He helps a lot of us with apps and stuff. So if you need an app, he's definitely the guy to talk to. And let's, let's not waste any more time. Uh, let's go ahead and bring, uh, bring Tyler in. One thing I didn't mention, I will say this, he's a huge Sooner fan. So I look forward to see um, oh. his thoughts on the Houston-Oklahoma game this past week. So Tyler,
2: welcome to the show. Hey, guys, I was trying to came up with all this flattering stuff to say about you after all those nice things you said, then you brought up Houston.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's why I let Ty bring that up, and I did not.
0: Well, it's sports, you know, ministry and sports. It's, just, it's sports.
1: It is true, but we were thinking about you last week, Tyler, when we were talking about Oklahoma and Houston and, and uh, you know, I'm assuming
2: you're still recovering
1: from, from last week.
2: Yeah, it, it was rough, but, you know, it could have always been worse. You know, we could have been LSU. Oh. At, least we got, <laughs> at least we got beat by a ranked team.
1: That is true. That's <laughs> true. 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 LSU may
2: be the worst loss. I'm not sure. Mississippi State may be worse. I know that everyone always gets mad about Big 12 people saying the SEC has a bias. I was watching ESPN after the loss, and they were showing updated odds to get into the playoffs. And after the losses, LSU still has a better odds at getting into the playoffs than OU does, and I don't Ooh. know how that happens. Oh, wow! Huh. Well,
1: Paul, I'll leave that one on you since you're since you're the well, king of it, is what it right is. now
0: without Tampa. Well, LSU has been up there for so long. And um, and they and not that OU hasn't, but um, LSU has always played second fiddle to Alabama for the past five or six years. And so, um, if you can't be Alabama, usually LSU is the next spot. As far as the SEC goes, and a lot of folks already said LSU is going to win the SEC and they'll be in the final four. And uh, of course, the same people also saying that oh, OU would too. But um, but now they're saying people. that Houston gets that love. So, well, should should Houston get that love now? You know who they play for the rest of the season?
2: Of course, OU's the best team in the nation. I think Houston is obviously the only team that could have beaten us, so they should be ranked number one right now. So Yeah. Well I will uh, say I did pick OU. I, 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 I can't talk bad about Houston after getting whooped by them. so Don, <laughs> go ahead.
1: do no. I well, I mean Tyler, we we uh you know, I know we can sit here and we can keep talking a lot more about Oklahoma and I know you would love to talk more about Oklahoma, but uh <laughs> Uh, there was a big announcement made yesterday that kind of—I guess I'm not sure how big it was—considering most of it had already snuck out a little bit um, on the internet for about the last two weeks. But uh, give us our th- give us your thoughts a little bit about uh, Apple's um, releasing of the new iPhone Seven and and the Apple Watch too.
2: I was surprised a little bit at the Apple Watch because there hadn't been hardly anything talked about that. So, I'm gonna be honest with you. My mom got my dad an Apple Watch for his birthday just a few weeks ago, and they asked me oh, about no. it. I haven't heard anything about it. They're not going to do one probably till at least April, and then <laughs> oh, they announced no. it. But that was a surprise for me. I, I thought maybe an announcement with a release in you know November or March or April, like they did the first one, but not pre-order the same time as the phone. So that one shocked me. Um, but I'm know. Like you said, most of it snuck out in leaks the last couple of weeks, um, months even leading up to it. So there wasn't a whole lot of surprises. So I honestly got more goosebumps whenever they brought out Miyamoto to announce the uh, Mario mobile game.
1: (laughs) I bet you did. I bet you did for that. Well, you know, um, since you're kind of our tech guy and everything, I know some of the big things that people have – been talking about with the new iPhone and and I, look and that's why I said at the beginning of the show that I'm getting ready to uh, I'm I'm time for an upgrade and and when when you look at the iPhone 7 what do you think about far as the the improvements that they made compared to what they made with the big leap with iPhone six
2: and the six plus yeah this one is still in some ways an iterative. Um, upgrade, You know, you usually have that every other year. They get a big redesign. And they didn't do that this year, supposedly, because next year the 10th anniversary of the iPhone. They're going to do something crazy. But you know, rumors over a year out are tough to listen to. Sure. But they still popped a lot of stuff in there. You know, with the 6S series was never officially announced as being water resistant, but a lot of people found that it was. And so I don't know if that ever could have got a rating for it, but this one, I think the biggest feature is that it's water-resistant. Not as much as some of the um, Android phones like the um, Samsung Galaxy and especially the Active Series. Those have like an IP68 rating, while the new 7-series iPhone just has the IP67, which means absolutely nothing to most people. But basically it'll survive in three feet of water for a little bit. Uh, the wow. 68, the 68 series uh, rating, I think, says 30 minutes within a meter of water, and there's no time limit attached with the 67. So I think it would just be for short periods of time. If you drop them in the puddle or in the bathtub or in the toilet, like some people's wives who shall remain nameless, um, no, then it you would survive. So you'd That's want to bleach that thing, but... <laughs> yeah, that for for me that's one of the biggest things. You know, I agree, I read a few different articles about all the features and they're saying, Well, oh, it's the cameras that are the best. And someone said no one's life was ever ruined because a camera picture was blurry or because the headphone jack was gone. That people's lives <laughs> get ruined when they drop their phone in the toilet and they're out a few hundred bucks to get it repaired. Right. So, you know, I, I kind of agree that's the best You know, one of the best things about it. Having said that, I don't know that I could recommend the iPhone 7 to anyone when the 7 Plus is out there just because, I mean, both phones now have optical image stabilization. So if you shake really bad taking a picture, they both have little motors to stabilize the cameras while you're taking a picture. They've both upgraded the front facing to a 7 megapixel which is that's two years in a row now they've upgraded the front-facing camera up from 5 megapixels to 7 now. The displays have both gotten better, so very little difference there. But the 7 Plus, with the increased size, you've got the much larger battery life. Um, just on the comparison of listening to music, you get an extra 20 hours of music playback time with the 7 Plus oh. than you do with the 7. It goes from 40 to 60 hours. And that's gonna be a
1: teenager's dream right there.
2: <laughs> exactly. And then of course the uh, the dual camera, which you know you mentioned youth. I'm a youth minister, so I'm almost every Friday I'm going to a football game, watching kids either cheer or watching kids in the band, and I try and take pictures of them with my iPhone 6s Plus. Great camera, but zooming it stinks. Mm. And you. You, I don't even zoom in all the way, and I try and crop it to get a little bit closer, and you still can't tell faces. But with the 7 Plus, they've added what they're calling a telephoto lens. I don't know if it's truly telephoto or not, but basically it has the same wide-angle lens as the 7, but then they add this telephoto lens, which is 56 millimeter, or twice of what the wide-angle one is that you can click this little button and instantly jump from a normal shot to a 2x shot and it's using just the hardware so there's no blurriness there that comes in when you do digital zooming and then they've improved the digital zoom I've seen a few examples and I mean going up to 10x on the digital zoom it's just so much better looking than it was before and so I think the the waterproof and that dual camera and make the seven plus worth
0: it. Hey, Tyler, let me ask you a question. Um, You said you can't really um, tell someone to go out and just run out and get a seven. Um, Does that mean you think it's better to wait till next year for the 10th anniversary? I mean, and would that be, and I know this is all hearsay and guesswork here, but to your best guess, would that be the iPhone 10 or would it be the iPhone 8? And do you think it's better to wait till then
2: Rather than try to get the seven now and then spend more money later uh, next year. When I said I couldn't recommend the seven, I was meaning versus the seven plus. Um, oh, I, I definitely would okay. definitely would recommend the seven plus. Regarding next year's, you know, the rumors are edge to edge display, possibly curved, mm-hmm. possibly um, OLED display. You know, all sorts of possible things. The good thing is there are no more subsidies anymore. So whenever you get a phone you're buying the phone at full retail price. It's just, are you spending it all at once or are you paying it off over you know a lot of time? And wow. so even if you get one now, you always have that option of, well, I can sell this phone for probably the remaining amount of what I owe and then upgrade and not trade off any on my bill price. So, cool.
0: okay. so you would say, yes, get the iPhone 7S. Now and yes, get whatever Apple does next year as well.
2: Yeah, if the rumors are even halfway true next year, um, it could be amazing. And I think they'll probably change the naming scheme, uh, eliminate numbers, and maybe start doing iPhone Pro stuff like we oh, see nice on the iPad line now. Just just to keep okay. it to where uh, they can't do S next year if it's a big upgrade and jumping all and jumping up to an eight just doesn't make sense for a ten year anniversary. I don't it just seems weird to me. I think they'll have to change it up. But yeah the seven plus if you're able to upgrade right now or if you can sell your existing phone to pay off what you still owe, I would think it would be definitely worth it.
1: Cool. Okay. Well that means I'm heading to make an order then Paul. Yeah, I guess so. Uh
0: today's the day. Today you can order those. Uh, I'm assuming that correct, today's the day to order those
2: phones. You, you can order them, but you're you're going to now be waiting a little bit. The rose gold option was the final color that still had a delivery date, at least from some carriers. Oh wow! Uh, next uh, next Friday, and now the earliest delivery dates show between the 23rd through the 30th. And if you want that jet black, with a really glossy black finish that they just introduced. Mm-hmm. That one shows shipping time somewhere in November.
1: Oh my goodness. Well that's the one so I was looking at. I guess I'm not ordering today.
0: If, I if was I was afraid that it would just take on so many um
2: scratches. The flat black seemed like it was the way to go. They they actually just even re- have a footnote on the jet black on Apple's website saying this is prone to showing micro abrasions more.
0: Oh uh-huh, yeah. okay.
2: Good call. If, you want want one on launch, if you want one on launch today, your only hope is to go wait in line somewhere next Thursday night and hope they have the color you want. Hmm. Nice.
0: Pretty cool. Tyler, <clears throat> so, man, I really appreciate you for sharing this stuff with us. Is there something ministry-wise or something going on in, in there locally with you that you'd like to share with us, something coming up that you'd like to
2: share with us or a resource or something you think would be helpful to our listening audience? I've got uh, two apps that are still in the design process but are close to coming out. And they're one that um, right now they're built specifically for a set group, but we are going to be expanding that soon. Um, first one is one called Sheepdog, and I'm making it for the congregation in Oklahoma City, the Oak Crest congregation, for their eldership to allow them mm-hmm. to log on. They've got a large congregation, and so each of them have a certain number of members there over. Allows them to see all the members or just the ones that they're kind of presiding over as they split it out amongst them, mm-hmm. and to be able to send each other different notes. You know, if they see someone in the hospital, they can let the elder over that person know or send it into the church secretary to add to the bulletin, um, set up votes for different meetings, If they do anything like that, upload minutes, um, just neat stuff. And once that's come out, we've got some bugs. We're going to open that up for other congregations to, you know, kind of contact me and see if they want to get set up for their eldership. The other one is uh, one called Share Bibles, and there's a uh, group called Youth with a Mission, or YWAN for short, and I was contacted by their Thailand branch. Basically, this will allow anyone with a phone out there in Thailand to go out with them and help distribute Bibles to um, mark down where they've been using GPS coordinates. If the person accepted the Bible, requested something else, wasn't home. Just a really good way to sort through all of their data. And their response from the promo video for this was so strong that they're wanting to bring this to more of their locations with YLAN. And so that, that's one that I would just ask for a lot of prayers on, is it's a very challenging apt to uh, program. But then also just to be aware of it, if it does end up coming to the state, having something where you could easily go out and be a part of the process, distributing Bibles and helping them keep track of where um, the word has been spread or attempted to be spread.
1: That's awesome. That really is awesome. Definitely, we need to be keeping that in prayers. And I mean, it sounds like you're doing um, some bigger and better things every time we get to talk to you, Tyler.
2: Well, I'm trying, but it's <laughs> oh, it's a it's a challenging deal. But you know, these these guys at YWAM, um, you know, they were I was up late last night pre-ordering an iPhone for Canvas, and while I was doing that, I was programming for this app, and they were. Sending me messages helping me stay awake and saying, hey, we're praying over you each hour that this goes well. It's just it's just really awesome um having a group that's praying over you while you're working with them um, for something that's you know so big like this. Well,
0: if anybody didn't didn't know, uh the AIM app is produced and made and created there by uh our very own Tyler Brassfield and Tyler, we really appreciate you for doing that. Uh, if someone wanted an app, wanted to contact you and um, uh, becoming a know on
2: that, how would they contact you? Uh, you can reach me. Um, I'm on Facebook or on Twitter at tbrass84. Or you can also check out my uh, website, 316apps.com, and it's got all the contacts and even some pictures of some apps like AIM on there. Awesome. Well, Tyler, man, I really appreciate you
0: stopping by. Um, thank you for all of your work and um, and for your help with all that we do. Um, Tyler is the one who really helps AIM and other great organizations and congregations look better than probably we should. But uh, we thank you for all that.
2: Hey, you know, people tell me all the time they're going to Honduras or states that we don't have any influence over. You know, up in the Northwest, really, and how everyone there uses the AIM app. Man, that's awesome. I'm like. I just put it out there the content of someone else and the content is always king especially when the king is the content so I'll do a great job with all that
0: well thank you thank you so much and um, we look forward to talking to you again sounds great alright thanks a lot Ty um, thank you Tyler Brassfield from uh, uh, Fritz, Texas uh, really appreciate him uh, for, for his great work uh,
1: John, what's next up on the
0: show today?
1: Well, Paul, um, you know, it, it was awesome to get Tyler in and, and hearing about the different things he has running through in ministries and and especially these new apps that are coming out. And and you know, that's one of the things you know we we've been talking about you know as part of our show is the different aspects in ministry, and particularly with youth ministry, since that's kind of where you know most of us have spent most of our our time is um, uh, some of the different things. That are going on and and that we can use in ministry and um things to encourage us and and um and things that discourage us and and um, i guess we have that in any business that we have right paul yeah yeah most definitely um we have um a lot of
0: things that go on as far as that and today we do want to talk about the ups and the downs um of uh of this uh of, of ministry uh in general and um But also, we we want to talk about, and I say this because we have another, one of our guests that uh, just came into the show, so we'll go ahead and get into the events part uh, of ministry. One of the great encouragements, I think, John, of of ministry is our interaction with one another, Um, my interaction with you. Obviously, we've had this for years. Um, uh, I think that that helps me in talking with you about things, Um, guys like Dale Jenkins and um, other guys that um, help with the networking and create opportunities for ministers to get together and to uh, educate each other. You know, I think that's a big, big encouragement. Um, but there's also a program while we're talking about the encouragement things is, um, and we want to talk about events uh, on our podcast, uh, the new and improved John and Paul radio show and not just talking about the sports, which is a little later, but also the ministry, but also the events, the events that help encourage us. And one of those is, M2Y, John. And so we're looking
1: forward yeah. to talking about that today. Yeah, M2Y been going on for a few years now, a couple of years in here. And our good friend Brian Starin, uh, he got that started and just we're, um, and it's been going all over the place. I believe the first year is down in Orlando and now it's moved up to Tennessee, which, you know, I'm sure all the Tennessee people will enjoy uh, being, but um, it's, it's been something that, um, I know I've seen it spread out on Facebook and heard people talk. Even even I saw it mentioned the other day um, back at the church where I was at in, in Georgia uh, being talked about of of pe- trying to get people to attend. And, um, you know, we need these conferences kind of to be able to kind of recuperate a little bit ourselves and get that encouragement. And uh, N2Y is another one that's really started out that's that's right there for it. That's awesome. So, so Go ahead. Uh, I guess um, since uh, we already have uh, Brian, uh, Paul, we need to go ahead and and bring him into the show. And Brian, how are you doing today? Good morning, guys. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm sitting here listening to you guys
3: talk about the ups and downs of youth ministry and family ministry. Instead of that title, maybe we should be called roller coaster operators. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's about the truth. That's about the truth, you know, because some
3: days you're up, some days you're down. But it's, uh, thank you for letting me be part of the, of the, of the broadcast today uh, and talk about m 2 y the Ministering to Youth Conference. It's, uh, this is now going to be our third one. As you said, it started in Orlando. Last year we were in Chattanooga. This year we're in Pigeon Forge. And the great thing is that it's growing every year. So we we see already more registrants than we had last year and obviously than the year before. So uh, the one thing we kept hearing from elders, from youth ministers, from volunteers, from parents is that conferences like this are needed um, in, in the brotherhood. There's just, you know, like you were saying, the opportunities for us all to get together, learn from each other, hey, what's working for you? Hey, I've got this issue. Have you dealt with this before? Hey, well, here's how I dealt with it. Those are all great things that the recidivism rate in in youth ministry, as you all know, is, you know, there's people dropping like flies, but stuff like this encourages us for longevity in, in this business.
1: Absolutely, Brian. I think you just nailed it on on the head on some things of of us just being able to come together and be able to say, man, this is what I've done. This is how I've dealt with it. Uh, You know, one thing that, you know, uh, both Paul and I are sitting on campus here at Faulkner and we're trying to help these, these youth ministry students that are coming out. You just can't teach all this stuff in four years or five years. And a lot of it you can't teach until you're actually out there and you're going through it. And sometimes when you go through it, you just need you need each other to kind of pick up each other. Absolutely, and that was, other.
3: that was one of the reasons, because of those Bible students that you were talking about at Faulkner and at, at other schools, right. we've offered even this, last year was the first year we offered, but this year we have more people taking advantage of it, a very discounted rate for those uh, currently enrolled students that are Bible majors, that are thinking about ministry and going into that as their profession um, you know, we've got them down to where it's just basically beans for those folks to be able to come because we want them to network and, and, and get a leg up when they do graduate and head out in, into their first ministry.
0: That man, Brian, I, I really appreciate uh, you doing that and extending that to our college students, apart from saying what John was about to say, but um, because but, it means a lot. Because you hate to send these guys out of the world, and then suddenly they have to figure it out. I think it's awesome that while they're students, they get to get a, a snapshot of what ministry is really about and what to learn and things like that. So that's fact, really funny. Last year Last year, with three or four of the guys that
3: came from one of the schools, uh, Matthew Marine, we even arranged for Matthew to kind of take them to dinner and really kind of just let them pick his brain. And just one night, we we hooked all them guys up with Matthew. And, you know, that just helped them out a great deal as a freebie But he gave them insights that, you know, that you can get one-on-one when you're there. So we try to do things like that. So it it is a conference for anyone in the Lord's Church who works with kids. Um, That's why we called it Ministering to Youth versus a Youth Ministers Conference. Because as you guys know, the greatest majority of churches of Christ don't have youth ministers. They either have a youth deacon or they have a set of parents that, that do it. Uh, or a volunteer or, you know, a, a collective group of people from the congregation, well, where do those folks go for resources? Where do they go? So that's why we bring in all the speakers. Paul, you're going to be one of our, our, our featured speakers. Um, let, let all these people take the resources that we can offer them and go back and affect change in their congregations. So there's tracks for ladies, we have ladies classes, we have volunteer classes, counseling classes. There's a track of classes all three days just for elders in dealing with youth ministers and youth issues. So we've really kind of, each year we kind of cover the bases with what we're doing and the the offerings that we have as far as classes and keynotes.
0: we really appreciate you for doing this and making this available um <clears throat> there are a lot i don't know if you've noticed there are a lot of, of conferences popping up all over the place um but but tell me something brian and, and help help us uh with our listening audience this. what makes m2y different from the rest what makes it stand alone i know it does because i've seen it and, and I, I know guys have really experienced some great and uh, gained from it but tell us why why this is something they really need to make sure to make a part of their annual um, schedule
3: Couple things.
0: Number one, it's resource driven. Every one of our speakers, every one
3: of our keynotes or teachers, will have resources that they either teach from or that they use that they will make available to everybody that's there. So if you come to if if, if you come to my class, I'm going to have notes or something for you that I that you can take back and, and use when you get home. As I said before, this isn't just a youth ministers conference. So you're going to have the whole spectrum of people who are participating in this event from concerned parents to deacons to elders to volunteers to sunday bible school teachers elders like i said the whole gambit of everybody's there so it's not just a youth although the focus of the entire conference is working with kids in the church and when i say that it's not just youth groups we're we're going to be doing stuff this year that we're going to have resources for k through five So there's things here that are all youth-driven from kindergarten up uh, for everybody in the church. So So it's very unique. And the fact that your registration covers the reception light lunch on Thursday, you're having a catered lunch on Friday, a catered lunch on Saturday, and the hotel that we're at is extended a full free breakfast to everybody that comes. So basically, once you pay your registration, you've got to pay for your dinner. Okay. So we've got a great, got a great rate at a, at a really nice hotel in Pigeon Forge. The dates are September 29th through o- October 2nd, um, starting, and, and we, we, we get done every evening. The last keynote's over at 5 o'clock. So then you've got the evening that you can hang out with your friends, pick their brains, go out and find a place to eat, go out and do a show or something like that, come back the next morning and be able to go again.
0: Dog plus we're in Pigeon like Forge, I mean,
3: you and I should go to. Yeah, plus we're in Pigeon Forge, so, I mean, what's wrong with going to Pigeon Forge? <laughs> <laughs> that's right.
1: Not, Man. not, nothing too much. I mean, nothing, I, I that's right.
3: Nothing wrong with going to Pigeon Forge, so it's uh, going to be a I good
1: thing You can have a funnel cake and, and drive your go-kart at the same time.
3: <laughs> Absolutely, right? Through the, well, you know, what's really funny, and, and I've got to tell you a story, the International <laughs> Barbershop Quartet Convention is in Pigeon Forge that week.
1: Is it really? They are at the conference
3: center. They're at the conference center where where, where CYC is usually held. So (laughs) they've got barbershop quartets from around the world. Literally thousands of them are going to be there. Well, there's probably 15 or 20 rooms in our hotel already booked by those groups. So when I was telling Jerry Elder about it, he got four kinds of excited. Thinking, we're gonna have singing in the lobby, man. We're gonna have barbershop quartet singing in the lobby, and we're gonna be doing some gospel singing in the lobby. And there's not gonna be That's instruments, awesome. and it's just gonna be awesome. So, yeah, Jerry Elder got four kinds of excited when I told him that we're gonna be sharing the hotel with some barbershop quartet people. Oh,
1: I bet he did. I bet he already has his outfit planned. To wear. I guarantee.
3: I guarantee he's got his little skimmer hat and his little red and white vest or something like that, and probably even growing a handlebar mustache just
0: for the occasion. Oh man, he <laughs> absolutely me. <laughs> that's great. Hey, John, I want to sit in on some of that too.
1: I'm telling you, I'm, I'm a, in over there.
0: <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun time. Uh, it, it is.
3: It's it's a good time for the for everybody to get together. I can't tell you when we walk away from there, and we hear have heard some of the lessons and some of the keynotes from some of the people in the years past. Whatever capacity you are in the church, working with kids, you come away from here ready to tackle the world. You know that you've got brothers and sisters that are that are there for you, and that we're we're all in this together. And our goal is to get kids to heaven. And if That's we awesome. can minister to them in one little way to help them along the way, then it's a
1: success. Absolutely.
3: You know, I I I, I can't tell you and i know that you guys have such a heart for young people uh that's where our hearts are at in this conference the uh the the folks that are on the board we want the very best for our congregations to work with kids to be able to effectuate eternal change in their life that's cool so that's that's the purpose for it and we want to equip anybody that comes you know, I, I, two years ago in Orlando, one of the greatest testimonies that we had about this thing was some a group of elders came from a congregation far away. And uh, they, they, they did the expense to fly to Orlando and do the whole thing. When they left, they said that the elders' classes alone that they attended were worth every penny that they paid to get there. They That's said the great. information that they took from there, and I know for a fact that they went back to their congregation, and a week later, change was made in their congregation for the better. Wow. That they took it to heart, and they went back, and they said, okay, we've, we've seen the light, and this is, this is we're, we're missing the boat here, but thank goodness someone opened our eyes, and now we're going to do this. And it, you know so when they say that that, that one class alone or there are three classes alone that track of classes was worth
1: their price then then I thought man that's that's awesome that is see great. and that and that's that's part of the big thing of all this, and I appreciate what you're doing and and for people who do this is is um we're all trying to help each other we're not trying to we're not in competition with anybody we're all just trying to help thank you to improve ministries
3: yeah Th- thank you that's you know it's like well yeah. i I I can't believe that they're being saved over at that church and not over at our congregation. (laughs) Well, what's the big deal? If the kid's being baptized and saved eternally, I don't care if – as long as it's done scripturally, I don't care who does it or where they do it.
0: Exactly right.
3: That's awesome. We
0: really appreciate you. We appreciate you. Well, we appreciate you guys.
3: I appreciate your friendship. I appreciate everybody down at Faulkner and, and all the good stuff that you guys do down there. Um, I look forward to seeing you, Paul. I hope John's able to make it, uh, but you know, I know that I'll see Paul here, and it's, it's three weeks from yesterday is the date, so it's three weeks away, and you can still register at M2Y, it's the number two, M2Yconference.com, and on there, you're going to see the hotel information, you're going to see all the schedule of all the speakers and all the subjects that there's, it's 48 keynotes and classes in the course of the three days so if you can't find something in 48 classes to be able to come and listen to then maybe you need to be teaching the whole thing
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's <so> true
3: because <laughs> <laughs> there's there's right. a couple of them i want to go to that are at the same time and i'm going to i'm going to have to tape one and 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 do
0: something else but um the, it, it, well, it's hey, Ryan, free- that was my question that's my question will this stuff be like recorded or video recorded we can go back and watch them later the greatest
3: majority of them are going to be audio recorded. Some will be video recorded, but for the most part, uh, audio recorded.
0: Awesome. That's great.
3: Okay. So um, well, it, it, it's because, again, it goes back to resource. If, if right. you, a month from now, two months from now, when you're back home and you think, now, what did that guy say? We want you to be able to go back and, and, and listen and see see it again or or play it for someone that maybe wasn't
0: able to be at the conference. Right. I'm specifically thinking about the part, like, for the eldership, because my elders, um, I'm not sure they'll be able to make that trip, but it'd be great if we had something we could, you know, like, for example, John in Leicester Chapel, if we could just call all elders together for this and maybe show it again, something like that. Yeah, I don't know if that's it. even an option. but. I, I will know. also
3: tell you that one of the guys doing one of the, uh, Greg Woodall uh, from the Carnes Congregation in uh, Knoxville, uh, by yeah. the way, I've got to give a shout-out to the promised land of Knoxville being a UT fan. So, you know, I know that that's, that's sacrilege <laughs> down there in Alabama, hey, Brian, but I've got to give worry. him a ball. Vol- ahead. To that
0: just a minute. Don't worry. Okay, don't worry, we'll get to that in a minute. Segment, oh, yeah, don't you worry We'll about go into
3: to the next segment. All right, but um, <laughs> Greg does a, a handout for the elders in his class that that booklet that he hands out is a wealth of knowledge just in and of itself, that little booklet that he gives away. So Paul, when you're there, get copies of it. I sure will. That'd be great. So uh that, that booklet alone is 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 a every eldership in the brotherhood should have that. Man, that's gonna be awesome. I can't wait. I can't wait to see you can't wait to be with you. Well it'll it'll be great. I appreciate the opportunity to come on here and talk a little bit about it. Uh we're excited about it and uh you know it 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 is a great uplifting weekend. For anyone in the church who works in any capacity with the kids of the church. So if you're listening to this and you haven't registered, m2yconference.com. You know, Paul's got my email. He's got my phone number. If you, if you need something like that, just give me a call or whatever.
0: Absolutely. That's great. Well, Brian, let me ask you another question. Um, who will be going past the second flag in Bristol first on
3: Saturday? It, it will be the Tennessee Volunteers.
0: We I'm are uh, as strong. of this
3: morning as agree. of this morning we are ten point favorites. So I'm <laughs> gonna I'm gonna look deep into my crystal ball right now. And I shall say that the volunteers shall be victorious. <laughs>
1: hey Well, you know Did you ex- did you
0: really expect me to say anything else? I did not. Okay,
3: in there fact, you go. You, in
1: fact if you did, now the Huskies, we would be surprised. The
0: Hockeys are wanna know though. They're
1: undefeated.
3: Well well Tennessee has. We're two and zero for 2016. <laughs> That's a good because point. <laughs> we won the Outback Bowl. That's right. So we are two. We're two and zero for 2016. But I mean, who's counting?
0: Well, Brian, let's be fair here, and let let, that, let me ask this question: The Eric Dobbs that I saw in the Outback Bowl, I didn't see him last week. Tell me what happened there.
3: It, it, it's all we're we're toying with them. It, it's all part of the master plan. You don't game. want to yeah, let all your it. you know, I when I do my show, I don't do my best tricks right off the right off the bat. Save them for later on. That's you awful. know, so that, same, same thing. So we you know we we've got Florida coming up in a couple of weeks. So we you know, Butch just didn't want to lay out the whole playbook.
1: Yes, I, I understand that completely. I, I would be afraid to with Florida, how we're playing right now. Yeah. You gotta remember yeah, yeah, have to bring you back in for that one then, since me and you can have that conversation.
0: That's no right. but I, I can understand I just want playbook, but overtime? I mean, come on, That's cutting it a it, little isn't it? You, you got 102,000 people the first
3: game of the season. You want to give them their money's worth. I love it. See, I'm <laughs> telling you. Just, what, what else do you want? I didn't even, I mean, I didn't even have to think about an excuse. That's just the way it is, you know. You pay that kind of money to get together for the first game. We want to give them their money's worth. That's 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 the way I look at it. That is of course, bad. I didn't get sure. home till. Of course, I didn't get home till two thirty in the morning because we you know, we're, we we have season tickets for the for the for the games and by the time we drove home it was two thirty in the morning. So I called Butch and I said, "Listen, if you can forego the, but we don't have any more now. If we do overtime on Saturday night and have to preach on Sunday morning, the the, the congregation loves it. You know, sermon's <laughs> about eight minutes long. It's good morning." <laughs> It's kind of one of those good morning, let's have the Lord's supper as we stand and sing. You know, it's kind of that's where we condense the service to.
0: That's awesome. Funny, <laughs> Sam, thank you so much for being with us today. This is All great. right, love you guys and look forward to seeing you in a few weeks. You bet. Take care, brother. Uh, uh, bye. 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 <laughs> Brian, Ferrin everybody. Uh man. Funny Magicians. on the stage,
1: funny on the phone.
0: I know, magician, comedian, extraordinaire, wherever he goes. The sad thing is, he wasn't trying to be funny. He was being honest about his his, his vols, and that's great.
1: It is funny. <laughs> that's absolutely funny.
0: <clears throat> I should have asked him about those tickets, because I know Bama goes to Tennessee this year.
1: <laughs> um,
0: you uh, should have. I wonder them. if he'll need he'll those men. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure Joe and I can watch a game. I probably won't don't watch that. <clears throat> oh, man. What a great show today, John. Uh, we, we've, we, uh, Tyler came in and talked about Apple. Brian came in and talked about M2Y. Um, and we, we, we did that, that definitely is a big encouragement, all these conferences we get to go to. Um, any other, um, that's a huge bit of encouragement. What's some what's discouraging things sometimes? I hate to go down on this because this is a great show, but what are some things that
1: that, that um, cause us to um, not struggle, but, but um, challenge us? In our work, well, I think one of those things that he mentioned, even about one reason to have like m two y and coming together, is you know just the unexpected you know we come and we think we 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 have things figured out or we generally know things, and then when we have something that pops up into our into our ministry, and maybe it's something that it's somebody that we just really think highly of and maybe something has happened, maybe something's been done unethically, or, or maybe there's a problem within their family or something. And I think those kind of things um, that just hit us when we're not expecting it or even know how to deal with it, that, that really causes discouragement because we're like, wow, how do we go from here? What do we do? And then things like M2Y, that's what it's perfect for. Oh, that's a good point.
0: That's a good point. Uh, I think the, um, the not knowing in general is, is the, the line of discouragement there is uh, like yeah, you said, the, yes. the things that just sneak up on you. Um, maybe, and it could be even a positive thing or turn it into a positive thing. Maybe it's a, uh, you know, and I've had this before. I've had a kid in my youth group will come up and say, I brought my friend with me. They're from this church. I've been studying with them. I really need you if you can to try to hit this point or use this verse or talk about this. And you're not expecting it. You're ready for a certain class and you divert and do something different. That's a good change to make, but sometimes things like that occur
1: and you gotta you gotta deal with that sometimes. Yes. And and that's that's part of you know, you just gotta kinda deal with it. It's just kinda just pick up where you just gotta go. I mean if we stopped on every little thing that happened, boy, we we wouldn't be doing ministry long, would we?
0: That's right, that's right. And that's the whole thing. I uh, I'm thinking about this. Um the not knowing is probably the foundational issue of all discouragement. Mm-hmm. I mean, because the devil's not going to knock on the door and say, I'll be there in just a few minutes. You know? <laughs> you know what I mean? You're right. I mean, it's like, it's when things were at its best, it's when it seems like things lot seems things to, seem to occur. So you need to always be on guard and know that God's
1: on your side and
0: you live for him and do for him and everything's going to be okay.
1: That, that is absolutely true absolutely true. so i think i think
0: that helps in um, in that so so that that shows the, the discouraging dealing with that and obviously the encouraging we've mentioned already on the show and um and so so just prepare for those as they they uh as you face them from day to day um john we only got a few minutes left on our show today um i, I like well, this, this week football. college
1: football isn't all that so it turned out great
0: <laughs> yeah it did. It did. In fact, I had to go to the SEC football schedule because uh, top 25 is so terrible. Um, I mean, Paul. Of, I mean, have
1: you, have you ever seen a week like last week that was just as as unbelievable and just caught you off guard? I mean, upsets galore. You have mid majors and lower mid majors beating you know major D1 teams, and it's just like, wow, what is what is going on here? And then we come this week, and it's just like. <laughs> Like,
0: oh, hello, let's pop the balloon. It's such a letdown. Um, we said this last week, though. Uh, the first week of the season, it's becoming a lot like the last week of the season. Yeah. Uh, because they they want you, you know, they, they, it's kind of like that little uh, carrot they dangle to get you involved. Um, so, uh, but yeah, um, you got You know, LSU, went down to um, to Wisconsin, which, by the way, Wisconsin's not a bad team. Um, no,
1: they're not. I think, they're, I think they're just getting nailed because of the, the expectations for LSU, that, that what they had on them this year.
0: Uh, but I got this
1: question. What, how is LSU different today than they were a year from now? A year or not. And I think if anybody goes back and, and listen to our podcast from last week, I believe you heard it right here on this show that we said that very same thing. What Brandon Harris does is what LSU would do, and Brandon Harris did what Brandon Harris did in 2015.
0: That's exactly right. Uh, it and just, um, it's the same. But hey, look at this. Les Miles almost lost his job. Yep. What changes did he make? None. Steele Steel is still his defensive coordinator. All right. Cameron, King yep. Cameron, is still his offensive coordinator. And Brandon is still his cornerback. I think, that's where quarterback.
1: I, I think oh. that, that King Cameron is probably the part of the problem
0: but Les Miles won't get rid of him, you know? No. <laughs> I mean, he, he's made it ob- blatantly obvious, I'm going to do what I want to do, and, and it looked like he almost lost his job last year. I'm not real sure how close it actually was to that, but nothing's changed. All this does is fuel that anger. Um, Absolutely. With that nation, with the LSU uh, fan base. So. Well,
1: and I we said know. last week, the two people that had to watch themselves, Les Miles and Gus on and what are we saying week two? Less miles, less miles on, and, and now we can add Dan Mullen into this, I would think.
0: Oh, no doubt about that. Yeah, SEC, this will be the, the turnover thing this year. There will be some changes when this season's over. Yeah. with, that's for sure.
1: But Paul, have you remembered, though, even, even with, with glorious Alabama and how they dismantled USC, have you remembered a year where so many question marks involved um, quarterbacks and how many teams used multiple quarterbacks on this first week? Yeah, yeah. Um, I I mean, I I definitely have. Um, Yeah, we got that text at the same time. We did. I don't know. But but there are so Uh, many teams that use multiple quarterbacks and use three quarterbacks. Even Alabama used three quarterbacks. Texas used three quarterbacks. Auburn Auburn used four. They, I think they just used three. And the one that they were with, they pulled them out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and there's no rhyme or reason why. Um, None. But hey, this is what I don't understand. I, I'm I'm not questioning Nick Saban. No one would ever question Nick Saban. Jalen Hurts is um, yes fumbled the first um, snap. Yes, he did. That was his fault on him. But he brought them to what thirty six to six. Okay, thirty seven to six. All right. There's that. Um. Then you take him out and put in Blake, um, Blake Barnett. Blake Barnett throws a touchdown pass. Man, he looks so good. He's so comfortable. But Jalen Hurts is the one, the quarterback, that puts you in a position where you can even try to find out what Blake Barnett can even do. Exactly. When, when you start the game, Blake Barnett, um, and he, he can't even, he can't three and out, three and out, three and out. It's like, this is going to be a long day. <laughs> what are we doing here? Um, I mean, you knew more quarterbacks were behind, but, you know, I have to get you up by 30 before I can find out what you do. So my question is, Ole Miss is next week. This is an Alabama conversation, I get that. But Ole Miss is next week. Um, They're playing Western Kentucky, okay, tomorrow. Who's your starter? Do you try again with Blake Barnett and go against what is blatantly obvious, that Jalen Hurts is the man? Or do you let Jalen Hurts start this game so his first start, knows where I'm going here, his first start is not against Ole Miss because that's what happened to Cooper Bateman last year, and we see that's what happens. Exactly there. right. Yes, so. exactly
1: right. And I think that that's why um, Nick Saban gets paid the multi-million dollars that he does to make those decisions, and we don't. We can sit here and talk about them because this is going to be the year of the freshman quarterback. I believe you got Georgia finally announced that their freshman's going to start. Uh, you got the freshman down at Florida State that was just like, where in the world did he come from? Um, coming uh-huh. in all of this, then you got what Alabama did um, with with their freshman coming in, and it's it's. Um, I, I say you go ahead and throw it to them. Yeah, throw it to them. Yeah, don't don't. You do not want to have a repeat of Ole Miss from last year.
0: No, 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 no.
1: But but then you have to ask this question:
0: Does Saban want Alabama to lose a game? Mm. I mean, you and I talked so about this earlier. Maybe losing a game is something that helps Alabama. You know, you lose to LSU, you win the national championship, you lose to Ole Miss twice, you win the national championship. I mean, th- the, there's something the, to
1: that, I think. On a normal year, I would say yes, but because of the showing that the SEC did last week, I'm not sure you can you can be afforded that fact right now. Now, that's after one week, but yeah. everybody is claiming the SEC has finally been knocked off the top, and I'm not sure – that that you're going to get you know, maybe some of the privilege that you've gotten or you know, the benefit of the doubt that has been given over the years if you lose those games. And I don't think Alabama can afford to lose it right now because right now the way it looks in the SEC, it is Alabama, and then you have a big gap to number two. Yeah. Well, and, and think about Alabama. They're still, they're still the
0: jury's out. I mean, uh, they played USC, yes. This is their first year off of sanctions. So we don't know what kind of team USC. USC could be terrible. Right. You know, but as
1: far as Al Valley goes, the, the main character of the story is not the quarterbacks. It's the defense. Well, I'm telling you the two teams to watch that are not SEC you need to watch Michigan. I was thoroughly impressed with Michigan. I know they played Hawaii, but need to watch Michigan. Of course, Ohio State is sitting in there. And after what the freshman quarterback did for Florida State, you got to oh, watch yeah. out for FSU. Yeah, Francois. Um, slow start, but boy, he ended, ended
0: strong. Boy, he yes, he came on there. He did. Yeah. Uh, what about Houston? Houston's getting some love because they beat OU. Um, Tyler didn't want to talk about it. Uh, I don't blame him. Um, I think Oklahoma still got, still has a good team, still has a good chance for a run. But uh, if Houston wins out, are they in the top three,
1: top four? I think they have to be. How can they not? How can they not be in that? And they'll be one of those. You know, not from the Power Five conference coming into it. And I think they're making the audition for the Big 12. What the problem with Oklahoma is going to have is the, the perception of the Big 12 is that, yeah. eh, it's, eh, whatever. At least the SEC still has its path it can hold on to. Big 12, not really anything. And so that's going to be some of the problem, especially when you looked at, um, and we're going to talk a little bit about this game a little bit, is um, um, uh, TCU. Right, I mean TCU is going punch for punch with not San Diego State, but South Dakota State. <laughs> I mean, do they play football up there? Do they have enough people to play football up there?
0: And so well, to be fair, South Dakota State have really started to show themselves in a positive
1: way over the past two, three years. They have, they absolutely have. But to go toe to toe with a, you know, a potential yeah. a team like TCU is, is you know, it is kind of shocking. Yeah, true. Um, and so it, it is – and the one I think you're thinking of is North Dakota State, actually, that has really kind of come on there. But either way, we're not talking about TCU battling, you know, uh, Ole Miss or Georgia. We're talking about them battling a team that isn't known for football. And so uh-huh. – um, That's definitely uh, – I, I think absolutely if Houston goes undefeated, they're in the top four. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh-huh. Mhm. Well, uh the better help TCU gets beat by somebody, and they probably will. But um, but you need somebody in the Big Twelve to lose, and um, but you, um yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of factors. It's still early. Um, yeah. Any other games that strike you your fancy before we get in? I got these four games we can pick. What do you think? Uh,
1: nothing, nothing, nothing really. I mean, this is just kind of like a ho hum week. I mean, I did see this morning. Um, you know. Savannah State suspended some players versus FSU, so instead of getting beat 73 to nothing, now it'll be like 93 to nothing. Oh, That's going to be a bloodbath. That's terrible. Yes.
0: Well, let's go ahead and hit these four games. Um, The first one I have, and these aren't in any – well, these are in probably uh, the most mediocre to the most exciting. Um, And uh, I know we're in the state of Alabama, but none of these have anything to do with the team in the state of Alabama. Um, they're playing this is high school week for them. Um, it should be very start out, out with uh Auburn. South Carolina at Mississippi State. Ooh. South Carolina. This could be a very, very close game. The line is actually seven uh for, for Mississippi State. I don't know why. <laughs> but uh but uh we have South Carolina going in to start real um, South Carolina beat uh, uh, Vanderbilt, I think, well, by, by a field goal, I believe, last week. Um, of course, Mississippi State, State lost to um, the Al- juggernaut.
1: Yeah, the juggernaut that is South Alabama.
0: The juggernaut of their division, not this one. Uh,
1: <laughs> 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 so so how do you, who do you like? Who do you like in this game? And this is it's, wow. I mean, uh, Mississippi State has suffered one of those big losses last week. It's just like wow, how in the world did that happen? South Carolina looked ho hum, but got Muschamp a win in there. Um, I, I think I'm going to go with Mississippi State on this because if not, much uh, Dan Mullen. After everybody wanted him over the last couple of years, that Prescott not being there. Oh boy, um, they better get some things together, or else Dan Mullen's going to be on the um, food line pretty soon. That's true. That's true. John, threw got Mississippi State.
0: Uh, I think because they're at home, it helps. Uh, you got to yeah. Has to be
1: an edge. Those, Those home,
0: cowbells. The cowbells. Um, yeah. If they if Mississippi State loses this game, uh, first of all, if you lose big to South Carolina, you should be fired. Um, but uh, but yeah, they're at home. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna join you on that. Uh, Paul and John both um, like just on that one. Uh, let's go with. Um, I don't know. Would you think the Swamp or Bristol is the next tier leading into what might be the most exciting?
1: Well, I mean, Bristol's going to be exciting just because it's Bristol, and we'll be able to talk about that. But, you know, we can go down to the Swamp, kind of see Faulkner. Faulkner. (laughs) I've got Faulkner in my head since I'm walking around here. Florida played about like Faulkner um, against UMass. Um, uh, Florida had a whole ho-hum game versus Massachusetts Um, I did not I was not happy with the play calling I wasn't happy with a couple of different things not happy with the offensive line getting beat up the way it did Um, I know we had some suspensions and some injuries so maybe that was part of the reason but uh, they were going for number 29 you know we have 29 here um, since Kentucky has beaten Florida Um, you and I talked this morning I just Part of me wishes the streak would end just to end it and get over with, but I don't want to lose it right now. I mean, who wants to Mm -hmm. lose Kentucky? Kentucky, Mm -hmm. after just the debacle that happened against Southern Miss. um,
0: I know. But, hey, something else to consider, John. Um, Kentucky did score
1: points. Not as many as Southern Miss, but um, that was a 44-35 final. They did score points. They're not going to score in the 30s. Versus versus Florida. Um, we have our secondary going to be back finally at full strength. Um, defensive line, they're not going to run. And when it comes down to it, um, I think Florida will pull it out. Uh, Luke Del Rio did not look bad. Um, had some drops in the receiver. I think we got away from the running game too quickly. Um, I think, I think uh, Florida will still pull it out. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think uh, – I love
0: Luke Del Rio. Love, love, love that guy. Uh, and I think he's more athletic than they're showing right now. I think he can take yeah. that ball and go. I think um, – and you're going to hate me when I make this comparison, but I think if they would let him run that ball occasionally, you may see some flashes of Tebow. I'm just saying, tall, athletic, okay, run that ball. I think he can. But, but I know they want to protect him. I get that. Um, right. And it is against Kentucky. You lose this other Miss, you don't – sorry, you don't get this Sorry, son. I agree. Um, there you go. Yeah. All right, let's go to Bristol. The second flag we waving. lazing. Uh, Brian Steren says that it will be Tennessee in the end. Probably. Uh, but it's in Bristol, and um, the cars aren't circling the place. It's going to be the, the, the football. Um, Virginia Tech um, and Tennessee. Who do you like?
1: Oh, man. Just, to, just on the SEC side, Tennessee better. Better, better, yeah. better, better do this. Um, man, after last week's showing, course. now, App State, App State shouldn't be anybody that's going to shock anybody anymore. Um, but um, not when you're talking about Tennessee being a perennial SEC East Division champion and possibly go in there and beat Alabama. Um, not back that, that. Not the way they showed. Um, I think you'll see a different Tennessee team come out here this week, and you better – or else then you're going to start hearing the cat calls towards Butch Jones because um, not with the talent, not with the talent Tennessee should have. This should be Tennessee's year. I'm with you. And so I I say Tennessee's got to go for it.
0: Okay. Uh, The last game I'll talk about, we've been together on these three games so far here in the live time. This should be interesting. Um, Arkansas at Texas Christian, TCU. TCU, right number 15, they did play um, South Dakota State um, last week, and they both went into the 40s as as far as um, points. So they do put points on the board. Um, Arkansas was lucky to put 21 on the board. They won by one point last week um, against a um, sub-level team. Um, Who do you like?
1: That's another one I'm going to go with Arkansas. I want Arkansas to win. Um, can they put up enough points on the board against TCU? That's the that that may be the thing that may be the question that comes out of this game. Does Arkansas have the defense to stop T C U? If they do, then I believe Arkansas could win. Um, because when you have South Dakota State putting up those points on Tennessee or on T C U the way that they did, um I, I think that um Arkansas will be able to move the ball and be able to get some points in there. And so um I'm going to be an SEC homer. I'm going to stick with Arkansas on this, but uh Arkansas defense
0: right. better better show up. Finally something to look at. Um I got TCU in this game. Uh, okay, they're in Texas. They're in Texas and um and uh TCU put up a whole lot more points than Arkansas did. I realize you played different opponents, but um I I just I got a feeling that spread offense will be just too much for Arkansas. Um now being an Arkansas, uh, SEC guy, I would kind of like Arkansas do well, but I have picked TCU to go to the Final Four, so I've got to stick to that, protect that um,
1: that pick. So, not bad, not too too bad. All right. Who, got all who, after, after week one, one who's your Heisman front runner? After week one, yep.
0: I, you know what? Um, and I got. I think we need to look at Stanford on this. We're not talking about Stanford at all. I oh, know they, they didn't play anybody, uh, but that Christian McCaffrey. He put what 170 something all-purpose yards on last week. After I said he'd get a run, I think he's going to New York. Um, so I, I kind of like that. Uh, I like Chubb. I mean, you got to like Chubb If it weren't for yeah. him, um, Georgia loses that game. So uh, uh, you,
1: good call for you on that one. Definitely. It, it'll be interesting, kind of see what takes place down here. I'm, I'm excited. We'll see. This week's going to be hard because there's no names, but then starting in you know next week you know, that then we'll start maybe starting to see some some people really poke out there. Most definitely. And um and we look forward to next
0: week. We look forward to next Friday, um at ten uh central standard time for the John and Paul show. John, you got anything else before we get out of here? Uh nope. Everything sounds good, Paul. Man, I had a good show. Yeah, this is really good. Had a lot of visitors today. Uh come on back uh each and every Friday at ten o'clock Central Standard Time. For the John and Paul radio show brought to you by adventuresinministry.com, download the app, go to the website, watch the series, live long and prosper, serve God, and be blessed.